0: Good morning. Wow. Thanks a lot again, Bridge Church. You guys are amazing. Our partnership is, it's amazing how many people we are actually reaching. Who would have ever thought it, number one? Number two, God thought it. You know, I I think so often, I think in my mind, I think big. I think God big, a lot of people. But God's so much bigger than what I can even think. And I want to just appreciate all of our partners, all of our churches that support and um, our ICF international churches around the world and how we're coming together to get the good news out. So today, as you're watching, just click like, just click share and watch how this thing keeps going so much faster. You know, we're over 100,000 now per week, and that's a lot of people. So we've done a couple new things. We've um, opened some online chat rooms and prayer rooms, and you can just click on that, and you can go into there, and someone will be there to pray with you. At the end of the message, someone personally will be praying with you and for you. So you're not going to have to go by by yourself into this Challenge of a life. We here at ICF Rome want to help you, for God is with us. And I am so excited to finish our series on Faith Moves Our Decisions. What an incredible month of people's lives being changed and great decisions for the kingdom being made. Our theme verse for the month came from Proverbs chapter 3. Verse number three through six, it said, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. You know, I told you, just put them on there really tight. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. You know, what a month we've had in my series on um, Egypts and, 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 and we get out of the Egypts and, and, and you think about that and you think about the process of the Egypts and, and, and what gets us into our Egypts. And and sometimes it's bad decisions. You know, sometimes it's sin. It gets us there. And sometimes, like the nation of Israel stayed in their Egypt for 400 years. Uh, Sometimes it feels like 400 years. Now, that's just imaginative speaking. But sometimes when you're going through a difficult time um, from a wrong decision, uh, from a consequence of the sin... It seems like you've stayed there a long, long time. Well, I want you to know God always provides a Moses to get you out of your Egypt, which leads you to our next week, which we talked about our exodus. You know, your your exodus leads you to more decisions. You made the decision to get out of Egypt. But once you get in through your exodus, you're going to have to make some more decisions. You know, the first decision they had to make was, what are we going to do with the Red Sea? Well, they decided, we're going forward. You know, when you decide to move in those paths that are straight, as the Lord is directing you, you will find out that you're going the right direction, and that God Almighty is with you. You know, we kind of recap from Moses' version and his statements from Deuteronomy Chapter 1, verses number 1 and 2 is how we kind of told you how he communicated the exodus. You know, wandering around in the wilderness and complaining and arguing and fighting. And God had to show up with miracles. Well, God always shows up with miracles. But God never told us that our exodus were going to be easy. He just said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. See, God's not giving up on you. And in the wilderness is where the people got the Ten Commandments on knowing how to live a pure life. The direction for that. You know, the decision to obey God and to follow God's rules and His regulations. You know, in order to make a good decision, you must have good directions. Well, the 10 commandments are some pretty good directions for you to know how to go. And what I used for you last week, primarily the message version of Proverbs 3, 6, just the ending part. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, not just some things, in everything you do, everywhere you go. And he's the one that will keep you on track. Now, if you know your Bible, you say, well, they spent 40 years in the wilderness, 40 years in that terrible place, problem after problem. But I told you last week that if they would have went immediately straight towards the promised land, the very first thing that they would have encountered was the army of the Philistines and the giants. Now, I can tell you right now, you don't have to be a Bible scholar to know that if you have generation after generation after generation that's been enslaved into captivity for 400 years, these were not trained soldiers. They didn't know how to fight. They knew how to make bricks. That's what they've done for years and decades. So the very first thing that they encounter was going to be to fight the greatest army that wouldn't have gone well so god directed them some other places you know the bible teaches us in that deuteronomy chapter one verse number two that if they would have went on a straight line they could have did that trip in 11 days instead it was 40 years but remember in the midst of the 40 years the Israel nation got the Ten Commandments. They got battle tested. Yes. They got prepared for what they were going to deal with when they got to the Promised Land. See, my friend, it's a decision, it's a choice. Let's see, that's why we've titled this series Faith Moves Us, it directs us, it almost compels us, because when we're going by faith, It's not necessarily by our sight. We're going by God's direction in our life. We're going by what God says. Not what man says, what God says. And God is saying, this is the way. Walk in it. This is the way to heaven. I've got a a place prepared for you. Go there. It's going to be perfect. So our point number three was, and as we end it this month, is eternal. And I used for my verse today probably the most famous verses of the word eternal in the Bible. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. John 3.16 You know, probably everybody's heard that verse Hopefully you have. If you've never heard it, it, it's the verse where it says God loves us. This is why he wants to direct us. This is why he's preparing a place for us. The eternal place is coming to a decision to know Christ. It's a personal invite where you decide to invite Christ into your life and that you will live to serve the Lord and God will be the Lord of your life. This will be the best decision that you will have ever made. See, you're not going to another country. When we talk about the promised land, you're not going to another country where there's more pain and more struggles. You are going to heaven. You say, wow. How did you get that? You got us out of Egypt and you got us into our exodus and now you're getting us into heaven. Yes, my friend. You may have looked at it in the natural, but God's looking at and the supernatural. It's getting out of your bondages and enslavement to sin, and it's getting you through the journeys of life so that God has prepared the place. It's the eternal place. It's forever and ever and ever. It's not just another country, my friend. You say why? Well, because you're born again, and because you've been battle tested. And thirdly, because you've been blessed. Mm-hmm. You see, throughout this journey this month, there had to be a starting place. The starting place was sin, but you can get out of sin. How do you get out of sin? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can be saved. It starts the journey. It starts your exodus out of your Egypt. You've got to know Christ. If you know Christ, you'll, you'll go through the journey with Him walking beside you. And you will go through some battles. But I can tell you, greater is He that's in you than he that's in the world. The, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. God's going to fight with you. He's not going to be over there on the side of the hill watching and say, Okay, you've got this. No, no, no. He's going with you. The Bible says that the Spirit of God Himself directed the stone of David that slayed the giant. Wow! God shows up in the midst of our battle so that he can make sure that we are going to get through. Ah, I hope you're getting this today. I hope you understand God doesn't want you battle fatigued. He wants you battle tested so that when the enemy comes in against you and the standards being raised up for you, that you fight the good fight. You've kept the faith. That's the whole thing. You don't want to lose your faith in the midst of a battle, in the midst of a storm. See, faith moves your decision. If, if you're in the process of going through something even right now, today, as you're watching this, say, man, you don't know what I'm going through. This pandemic, this crisis in my life, this this job, the, the, these things in my family, my finances, the, these things have all got me battle fatigued. I'm telling you today, raise it on up. Allow the Holy Spirit to come and abide with you, to empower you so that you can start marching again. I'm talking about marching again. You may have to get up off your seat in the middle of your house today and say, you know what? It's time for me to start marching. I've been in this chair way too long. I've been in this situation way too long. The enemy has gotten the best of me way too long. It is time for me to stand up and take a stand For what I know is right. What I know is holy. What I know is pure. And I'm going to stand because I'm going to a place that's called eternal. Wow. So today you say, well, pastor, where do we go? Well, man, I thought and I thought and I've been thinking all month, how do I end this series? Because if you're born again, I'm telling you, you're going to be battle tested. There's going to be some tests. But in the end of the day, you receive the blessings of God. You receive the inheritance of God. Down here on Earth, I believe in the blessings of God. I, I believe in the favor of God. I believe that God can take care of us in, in so many forms and fashions. But I thought the best way for me to tell you about the eternal was give you a biblical rendition. That's the best way of putting this. what the Bible says about their definition of eternal. Their definition. The Bible's definition of heaven. Revelation chapter 21, verse number four through seven. Now, today, because I'm going to use a lot of scripture, probably more scripture than I ever use, we're just going to put the verse itself there And later on, you can read those chapters, because in some places, we're going to read a lot. And I chose this because sometimes people listen to online pastors, and they're saying, where is that guy coming from? What is that guy saying? Where did those words come from? Well, I'm going to tell you, over the next number of minutes, everything that's going to come out of my mouth is straight out of the Bible, The full description, and I've only taken a portion of it, of what God is preparing the place called heaven. See, I'm calling that the eternal. I'm calling that the promised land. I'm calling that when you've done with the Egypt and you've left the Exodus and you're getting your inheritance, the blessing and the final crown. You are on your way to a place that's called heaven. So this is the description. Revelation Chapter 21, verse number four is where I'm going to start. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things have passed away. Hallelujah. What's that mean? No more Egypt, no more Exodus. (laughs) He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Everything. I love that. Then he said, write this down. For these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all of this. And I will be their God and they will be my children. Revelation chapter 4, verse number 8. These there, speaking of what's about to happen, there is a constant chant of holy angels that are continually proclaiming holy, holy, holy over the throne of God. The mercy seat in heaven where God sits is surrounded by by magnificent angels full of glory and power that proclaim and bless the holy name of God without ceasing. Revelation chapter 21, verse number 11 says, It shone with the glory of God, and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with 12 gates, And with 12 angels at the gates. On the gates were the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, three on the west. The wall of the city had 12 foundations. And on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the land. And the wall was made of jasper. And the city of pure gold, as pure as glass. The foundation of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper. The second was sapphire. The third was agate. The fourth was emerald. The fifth was onyx. The sixth was ruby. The seventh was chrysolite. The eighth was beryl. The ninth was topaz. The tenth was turquoise. The eleventh was jesseth. And the twelfth amethyst. These last two stones are known only exist in heaven today. I just wanted to add that little thought to you. The 12 gates were 12 pearls. Each, can you imagine that? A whole gate was one pearl. The gate was made of a single pearl. The great street of the city was gold. As transparent as glass. The streets are made of gold. I did not see a temple in the city. Because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it for the glory of God gives it light and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. Oh, no day will its gates ever be shut for there will be no right Night there. The glory and the honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does not want and be shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Wow. That's eternal. Now, I've just given you a tiny little glimpse of heaven, just a few words about heaven, the description that came from the Bible. But when you think about the words that I've just said, you think, wow, that place sounds so magnificent. It sounds like incredible. God is preparing a special place just for you. That's what the Bible says. It said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me, in my Father's house. This is Jesus talking. He's talking about this place, our many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Don't you want to go to heaven? You don't want to go through this journey and not have the blessings and the receiving of the inheritance. Your name, your place, your name being in the book. And when you get to the gate and the angel of the Lord says, okay, what's your name? And you get to say, my name is Rick Pasquale. Uh Oh, let me look. Let me look. Yeah, there it is. Oh boy, what a glorious day that shall be. I'm telling you, the songwriters have sung songs about him. The poets have written poems about him. I mean, the drama people, the storybook people, everybody has tried to describe heaven. But I'm telling you, I have not seen nor ear has heard what God has prepared. I'm telling you, for those that love him. Don't you love him today? I'm telling you, it will be worth it all. You say, man, I'm weary. I am tired. I'm just trying to tell you today, lift up your head. Get up off your seat and realize that the trumpet is about to sound. And you don't want to have gone through this entire journey, this entire process of making decision after decision after decision, some good, some not so good. And at the end of the day, make the wrong decision and miss heaven. You don't want to miss heaven. But the choice is up to you. I want to go. And I want you to go. I want you today to affirm that decision. Some of you have made that decision years ago. I want you to write those new tablets in your heart again today to say, you know what? God is with me. I'm with God. He lives in my heart. I renew my commitment to him. It's fresh and anew today because I love him. I I love serving Him. I love working with Him. I love being a part of what God is doing. So I put in my notes today, please, I beg you, make sure you get to heaven. You say, a preacher begging? Yeah, I I don't want you to miss it. I don't want anybody. Nobody's going to get this opportunity. I'm just telling you. Say, that preacher never told me. This preacher has told you. If you've listened to me for any period of time, after over 40 years of preaching, I'm telling you, you've heard me tell you there's a way you don't want to go, but there is a way you want to go. And the way you want to go is to heaven. The way you don't want to go is the other one that starts with an H. It's called hell. Don't go to hell. Say, you said hell. Yeah. Hell's in the Bible. The entirety of the choice that you make. The most important decision. It doesn't keep you in your Egypt for 400 years. It will keep you in your Egypt forever. Did you hear what I just said? But the decision to go to the eternal in belief and trust in God Almighty. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, everything you do, follow Christ. I'm telling you, heaven is forever and ever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. 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 Holy. Holy, holy. See, you're just getting warmed up a little bit for what heaven's going to be like. Heaven is going to be amazing. And I want you to go there, friend. I don't want you to miss it. This entire month, we've talked about faith moving our decisions. And the best and most important decision you make is to follow Christ. I believe the next one is to make sure you obey Christ. See, it's one thing to follow Christ. It's another thing to obey Christ. Following Him just says, okay, I'm going to get in line sooner or later. No, no, no. If you obey Christ, you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are gone. New things are coming. I want that newness in my life. Maybe today you need a revival. You need to be revived in your spirit. I pray that this message, this short message, has encouraged you, has Pushed you, has got you, as I said a couple times in this message, up out of your seat to say, you know what, I'm going to march towards the promised land. I am going to go there. And I've got to make some changes. I have to make some adjustments. But I'm going to go to my eternal reward. I mean, it's the name in the book. It's the name on the house. It's not about the house. It's about... Who's in heaven? Jesus is in heaven. The lamb that was slain for our sins. This supreme sacrifice. The belief in him for God so loved. The belief in God gives you your eternal. I'm going to say that again. Your eternal reward. So Today, make the right choice. Make the right decision. Would you bow your heads with me? Lord Jesus, I thank you for these few moments to share the good news with my friends. I pray today that God, as they've decided that I'm going to follow you. Lord, there's people jumping in those chat rooms to ask these helpers, how do I make sure that I'm I'm on my way to heaven? Lord, I pray that their decision will be to get rid of the sin in their life to say yes to you. If that's you today, say this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you right now, come into my heart, into my life. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I will stop doing. Because you've just changed my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to say a second prayer. For maybe today you, you've been that person that's that it seems like you've been through it. And you're weary. And you're downtrodden. I, I want you to know the Bible says God will be the glory and the lifter of your head. Get your eyes up. Get your spirit up. The God that lives in you is great and mighty and powerful. And I want you to know God is going to help you as you lift your head up. God, help the individuals today that are struggling, weary in well-doing. The pandemic has gotten them. They've been quarantined way too long. The rules have gotten them down, Lord. They, 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 they Stuff has happened, oh God. I pray, oh God, they will set it aside. Throw off every weight. Cast it aside. And get their eyes and their attention on you. Their hope of glory. The eternal reward. In Christ alone I stand. So Lord, today, help my friends. Bless them, I pray. Lord, take care of all of our friends today from all over the world. God, bless them. Meet every need of their life. And I pray blessings upon them. In the name of the Father. Name of the Son. In the name of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. You know, we're so glad that you get to be a part of what we're doing around the world. We'd love to hear from you. Jump in one of those rooms right now that's av- available for you to chat with someone or uh, ask for a special prayer. They're there. They're available to assist you. And and, and and for others, you just want to send us a note. I want you to know, my friend, There, ICF Rome, around the world, we care about you. And we will pray for you and encourage you and get you connected to keep you help going in the right direction. And so thank you for all of you that financially support us and encourage us through your notes and through your sacrificial giving. There will be ways there at the end of this message to, to give online and continue to support what we're doing here in Rome. You know, the mothership here in Rome is going strong. We've opened the doors and going by all the rules and regulation that governments have set in front of us. And we're adhering it. We're at maximum capacity. And each week we have to close the sign-in sheet so that, you know, we're done. But I want you to know God is helping us. And, 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 the, and the people are being faithful. And I want to thank you. Uh, as you ponder today your gift to ICF Rome. Maybe God is speaking specific to you about helping us. We're in the middle of trying to buy a new building. When this thing opens up, we will not have anywhere near the space that it's going to take to house all the people that we have in our church here in Rome. And and I want to expand the media department so big that we're we're not even talking about 100,000 a week. We're talking about a whole lot more than that. Well, we've got to have more equipment and more things. So dream with us, will you? And pray with us of what God could help you give today. God bless you. Our blessings are upon you. I'll see you next week. Be blessed, my friends.